Welcome to the Fail Forward podcast. The purpose of this podcast is change the negative stigma around failure into a positive. Failure is only a negative if we do not learn from it and we give up. Welcome back to the Fail Forward podcast. Today I've got Rob Breyer. I met Rob um, in a brand and marketing mastermind, one of Rob Moore's many um, masterminds that he does. And Rob told me about his story and the, the good and the bad times he's been through and I thought I've got to get Rob onto this show um it's such an inspirational story so welcome Rob it's good to have you here it's great to be here amazing so take me back as far as you need to go um whether it's whatever age from where did your entrepreneurial spirit come from and what got you into business in the first place yeah okay well um we could go back so far but yeah I think (laughs) I've always had a um always had a, a, a desire to, uh, to make money and, and, and do things in different ways. Um, you know, I could go right back to my days of uh, mucking out horses and selling, you know, manure at the end of the drive. And um, then um, later realizing that I could leverage the people who wanted to buy it when I ran out of bags and get them to come and dig out the manure as well. Brilliant. Um, Love that. <laughs> that. That was probably my, my sort of earliest money making um, thing um but then i sort of uh yeah at um the age of 22 uh my wife who i'm still married to now uh girlfriend at the time i fell pregnant which was a bit of a surprise not really part of the plan um uh we were both quite young and i i thought i thought i've got to do the right thing at the time actually i was running a gardening business just me and a friend enjoying life not working too hard um we'd do a bit of gardening till three and then go to the pub and uh, drink what we made and then you know start <laughs> yeah. again the next day as, as you um, do at 22 you know <laughs> yeah, yeah you know and it was great but um yeah suddenly she was pregnant and I thought you know I've got to do the right thing I've got to you know get myself a proper job um uh, uh yeah what people call a proper job yeah. <laughs> so I went out there and um yeah got myself a job with uh, with Eurotunnel actually I was working with Eurotunnel um and uh it was all right, you know. I was work, working on the phones as a as a sales agent, and I was, you know, good at it. Um, and I ended up uh, being promoted to 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 train people there. Uh, but I wasn't really happy. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. So I had all these desires to to run my own business. I sort of flitted in and out of doing these, these various things. Um, but then I was offered an opportunity uh, by a family member to move away and. Um, work in finance and be trained in finance which was um which is a great opportunity it's not really what myself and my wife wanted um but you know we 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 couldn't turn it down so i went and 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 started this career which should have been great and um and we were there for four years um but um keeping it brief i um you know i had two we had two kids by this point um and i was deeply unhappy it wasn't really what i wanted to do i felt trapped didn't really want to be living where we were living never kind of made home there um and that was a kind of a, a dark time for a while where you know i remember driving back from work on time I'm, I'm talking i was working from sort of five in the morning till midnight sometimes and yeah. missing the kids life all of that sort of thing yeah and i remember driving back from work one time and just thinking i could just keep driving into that wall down there and just end all of this, you know, suicidal thoughts, and um, which is a terrible place to be in. And I'm just thinking, why am I thinking like that? I've got, you know, a lovely family. You know, everything should be going for me. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a real catalyst. So right, I've got to change something. I've got to, 
Um, I don't want to kill kill myself, you know. <laughs> I do actually enjoy life. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, though, because life—if you get into a job like that—it they jobs draw a lot of your time and energy, don't they? And then you're not yeah, doing, yeah. maybe not aligning with your values and what you, you know, dreamt where your life would be, and you know, you're not. Then you've got all the guilt of not spending that time with your family. It all just it layers on and builds up, doesn't it? Yeah, and there was a lot of that going on with the job as well because I was in finance, I was in the subprime market. This was just before the credit um, credit crunch and all the things came out. And, you know, it was back in the days when we were going out and giving mortgages to people for, you know, self-certifying for £80,000 because they could show they had a business card and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, stopping for people from being uh, repossessed. So the work I was doing, although, you know, it was helping people, stopping them from being repossessed, we're just getting them into further debt and, you know, worse mortgages and, you know, literally going back to people two or three times. And that very much didn't align with my values. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I just said, right, that's it. We've got to sell the house, sell the house, move back down to Kent where we're, you know, where all our family is, where we're happy and start our own business. So we just made the decision to do that, put the house on the market, sold it within a week um, and, um yeah, move, move down and use the, the, the money that we had, the excess money um, after buying the other house to, to kind of start the business. It was only about 10 grand, but it was like, right, that will hopefully be enough to, 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 to get us going. And how old are your children at this point? They were sort of five, five and six years old. Um, so, yeah, still quite young. Nice age to move then. Is that? Not too, yeah, yeah they're not yeah. too invested. Not too bad, yeah. not too bad. Um, so... Yeah, so that was that 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 was great, and uh, yeah, naively kind of thought ten thousand would keep me going. Um, started a business, started my own finance business, then started um, an estate agency and letting agency. Got into a franchise. Um, really good timing, two thousand eight. You know, everything crashed. The mortgage network that I was with went bust, owing me money. Um, and kind of long story short, that period we basically had three years of trying to build this business and well building a successful business but not actually making any money and, and getting further and further into debt um and um you know we kept pushing we kept pushing we opened another office because we thought well two offices will you know that's bound to make everything <laughs> yeah. right um but it didn't just compounded the problem um and i was just getting further and further into debt um and yeah, you know, I, th I think at the time, when I look back, I just kind of withdrew and I'm just, you know, hiding at the back of one of the offices, not actually doing anything productive, just pushing things around, hoping things would be okay. And do you think there was a lot of, um, because I can relate to a lot of this with what, what we've been through, but was there a lot of anxiety and obviously stress involved? Because, you know, that's kind of where you're at, isn't it, at that point when you're trying to make things work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was massive, um, you know, at the time. You know, suddenly I, was, I think I've had about £300,000 in debt, a, a mix of, you know, mortgage, credit cards and, and business loans. And um, uh, it all just hit the fan when I ran out of money. You know, it's only so long yeah. you know, that <laughs> yeah. you can sort of keep things going. Yeah. yeah. But there's multiple stages to this journey. So um, I ran out of money, but I thought, well, it's okay. We could rent our house. We'll rent our house out. Um, we'll, I'll go and ask my parents if I can move into, you know, one of the rooms in the house, move the family and we'll just rent out the house and that will just give us a little bit more time. So we keep, you know, I always wanted to keep trying, keep pushing. So if you just do that, um, and just a little bit before that, my parents again had been quite helpful with me and said, look, we'll give you a thousand pound a month for a year 
just to help you make this work. So I had all this support going on. Of course, that added more pressure. Then I'm owing my parents money as well as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I know that um, feeling. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, I was I, I was lucky to have that, and lucky to have their support and belief in me. But yeah, we rented out the house, and that just completely backfired. Even I'm, I'm in the business that you know it just ended up costing us more than uh, than the, the mortgage and the costs involved in our you know the washing machine caught on fire oh, everything yeah. went wrong we had some uh, some terrible tenants who left off after a couple of months we had to find someone else so it just uh just ended up, up putting us in a, in a worse position and yeah the, there was a time that came around that time when it was just like there just is no more money i can't buy any food i, re- I remember specifically going to booker the cash and carry and buying a huge great big bag of rice and thinking you know, this is what they do in survival zones. They give people big bags yeah. of rice. If I've got a big <laughs> bag of rice, at least I can feed the family. Yeah. You know, that's the sort of level of desperation that I was at. Um, and yeah, there was just one morning I drove into our office, um, one of our offices, and with my wife, my wife was worked with me, um, and another family member who was part of the business got into that car park and I think that was just when I lost it and I literally had a breakdown and just burst into tears in front of my wife, head in hands, just like, it's got to stop. I can't do this anymore. Um, we're going to walk into that office to, to my business partner and say, that's it. We're, we're out. You do what you like. You know, I'm, I'm done with this business. You know, it's destroyed my life. Um, I'm walking away from it. And I never want to do it again, which is what we did. Walked in there and said, that's it. I've just got to, I've got to draw the line. Um, I can't do this anymore, um, which was really hard to do. Um, but it felt good. And I walked out of there and that was the end of my, you know, my, my business with um, with him. So just want to go back because I like to just put say in a few things because this is really important for our listeners. So going back to that point of breaking down and then knowing that it was going to end to that point had you always thought had seen the vision with that you'd always been positive thinking or how how did you felt did you know the end was coming or or did you always want it to make it work um i was always sort of pushing to make it work but i felt um uh being in the franchise we were we were in i was i was constrained by that um you know the model wasn't working the you know, as far as i was concerned um so yeah, I, I kind of needed to break free from that in order to, um, in order to, to to sort of flourish. I felt I, I had further to go, but I couldn't go further within within what we'd um, what what we'd tied ourselves into. Um, I say that carefully because I run a franchise. Yeah, but, we'll come to that. We'll come yeah, to that for sure. For sure. For <laughs> yeah. sure. So. Um, but yeah, so you know that was it as far as I was concerned. Uh, Sue, my wife, carried on working in the business. That was kind of the deal. It was kind of you carry on because we didn't want things to fall apart. And I say it's family. Um, you, you know, you kind of have to manage relationships. And I never would have wanted to leave anyone in a bad position. So my wife stayed there. Literally, I think the next day I took my two boys out um, down to a nature reserve, um, and I was walking around with them just just taking some time out. Um, and I remember, remember specifically being in this nature reserve, walking along this path and just having this kind of epiphany, this moment of 
no, I'm not giving up on this. I'm not giving up on on this business. We've we've created a good business. I we do know what I'm doing. You know, we we um there's more to give. We're just doing it wrong. And it's not I haven't failed. The model's wrong. And I and I kind of reworked it and thought, you know, I don't need all these offices. I don't need these expense, you know, one of our offices like twenty five thousand pounds a year, six hundred pounds a month on business rates, stupid unnecessary um, costs as far as I was concerned. And I thought, I'm going to roll this all back. I'm going to start again today, but just literally working from home, working out of the out of the shed or the dining room table, um, which obviously now is that yeah. no one thinks anything of it. But at the time it was like, oh, you'd just, uh, you'd just be a back from, you know, bedroom estate agent. No one's and so what sort of year was this ish? This was, would have been in 2010, 2010 2011 um and yeah i did that and i never you know literally overnight it was like yeah everything works no costs making good money um getting new clients on board getting other people to work with me and i thought you know what i what we're doing here could be modeled it could be replicated so i thought i'm just going to relax for 12 months i'm going to work and you know i didn't need to make too much money because there weren't many costs i'm going to we had chickens i'm going to go outside i'm going to feed the chickens while i'm talking to people on the phone i'm going to dig the garden you know grow vegetables and just have a have a good time but at the same time i thought i'm going to write a business uh, training manual i'm going to write the model to replicate this not on a, a franchise basis but on a, a semi-franchise you know subcontracted agent so i thought anyone could be doing this around the country but we can support it all so that's when we started to build our sort of agent network um and yeah 2012 ish we took on our first um agent and then we just kept on and in fact she still works with us today um which is great um but um yeah we just started taking on agents around the country and replicating the model um and i'd just take 50 percent of everything they made and supplied them with the platform to work from and it worked yeah, absolutely it's love that. Well. And do you know what I love the most is that you had that day where you had to go into the office. The next day, you decide to go out and spend some time with your family, which is just much needed. And I always say it all the time, and and it's so true what you say. You've taken yourself out of the moment, out of the grind, and then you've had that epiphany moment. And sometimes we're so in the middle of our job or our business or our life that we can't see the things that are right in front of us. And then actually when you take yourself out of it for a minute or go and do something that's just downtime, that's when the ideas flow and you have those epiphany moments. And I absolutely love that you've had that. Um, had that time because if you didn't, hadn't given up that day you might have been in it for another few months and I say given up that I didn't mean given up but you just put an end to that part of your chapter and then you've gone right family time light bulb light bulb light bulb so absolutely love that but at the time it does feel like like you say it feels like giving up and then you're like no 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 you can do this and um, yeah and all the things that happened around that time we just thought we'd just sell the house get rid of that clear the debt just get all that gone and um again there was another key moment around then where it was just like someone just lifted you know this huge weight off my shoulders yeah. you know people talk about that but it was like literally yeah. just like <laughs> my brain was like wow okay i can chill now i can relax so um yeah, that was all good time. But these things like, you know, as I say, there are cycles. So there was the bit where I was employed and it was like down and then I was, you know, made change. And um, 
the whole thing about running the business was has always been about time for the family um uh and that's gone up and down in waves we got busy i forget about the family i've had to recorrect it um and you know there's been good times and there's been bad times you know you push and push and you overextend yourself again i actually set three rules for myself um when i on the reset and one of them was no more business partners um no long-term commitments and no debt and over the years i've sort of started to break those but the, the key thing is for me i didn't ever want to have a a business partner in the what is the core business so we've got franchisees and partners but having that it's more so if it, if it went wrong again the hardest thing was trying to keep you know everybody happy and everybody in a good position and not leaving any any problems behind um and that's much easier if it's just me i could just walk, walk away and i'm not you know not not i don't intend to walk away but i just thought i would never want to have that pressure yeah never want to have that pressure again because that's something that still you know lives on to this day you know things that you know, juggling things that were you know you, you'd never get away from those ties that you had with people and business ties and, and things that went on and things that crop up from the past that um if you're if you're like me and you have a conscience it's like okay i'll yeah that was something that happened together i'll still you know put my hand in my pocket and deal with that and uh, as i have done a few times with him anyway so yeah so that's that was kind of the pro progression then we decided to go full franchise with it and start franchising out um, which was a great decision which was just over um about five and a half years ago now because they're five-year contracts and we've just renewed three of those contracts um and we should have done that earlier we should have just gone yeah let's do a proper franchise and we would have grown bigger than than we have uh quicker um yeah and then <laughs> covid hit <laughs> um and we had that thing again so when when the when the lockdown first happened i actually got covid for two weeks uh and i was in bed thought i was going to die sleeping 18 hours a day watching back-to-back -back netflix um you know things were all right but we weren't setting the world alight and i was i just i got out of that just depressed again just like because i've just been in a dark room and just thinking you know reevaluating my life and thinking do i really want all of this you know now would be a great time to just say do you know what we've <laughs> we've tried we've tried to make this um i could just stop right now um and um which was a crazy thought because you know things were going really well but obviously there's all the pressures and everything of it and um uh but again i had that moment of like no no you know we've done really well we've got to do the opposite yes you know the world's gone crazy but let's actually you know double our recruitment efforts to, double know, down. 10 times our recruitment yeah. efforts just get out there you know just recruiting more and uh it was the best thing i could do because there were loads of people i'm sure who were like yeah yeah let's let's do this we're sat at home working from home let's um let's have a go at this and we got quite a few new agents and franchisees out of that um but um yeah it just makes me conscious there's always going to you know nothing's ever going to be perfect it's like you say you fail you learn you fail you learn um uh and it's just about yeah keep on going it is yeah keep on keeping on and uh you i definitely think everyone can relate to that mindset challenge because i get it all the time where you know especially after you came out of covid you probably 
had that time when you're on your own for a long amount of time. I know I had it. I was in this annex I'm stood in now for 10 days or 14 days on my own. And I thought I'd get, be, I was only ill for about three days. I thought I'd be really productive, but actually being in a, in a room on your own, it doesn't really work out for your mental strength. And I think, you know, you know business and a lot of it's about your mindset, isn't it? And they're the challenges we all have, the voice in our head all the time. Just don't worry about it. Just don't do that or just stop and, you know, energy creates energy, right? And you've just pushed, you pushed on. So I admire that. So, and and going back, I'm just going to rewind a little bit. Going back when you said about the selling your house and, and having that weight lift off your shoulders, I could relate to that so much because we were in the same position where we had about £200,000 worth of personal debt from it. And we, I battled with my wife for a while to get her to sell the house. And we did, and releasing that, pressure is just it's a it's a game changer because suddenly you have a clearer mind to be able to concentrate on building that business so um I definitely relate to that and relate to a lot of of what you're saying so covid happens um you get to this point where you come out the back of, of having covid you reassess and go right we're going to go again we're going to double down on recruitment so how's the journey been from then to now what's it looking like at the moment yeah, I mean, we have, um, I'm always always careful how I say this because, you know, lots of people have suffered throughout, you know, the lockdowns, uh, but lots of people have gained as well. And are, um, in my business, businesses, um, estate agency property just went absolutely mad. Um, all of our franchisees um, just started doing more and more business. Our, you know, over the last few years, our turnover has literally doubled every single year, set to double, almost double again, I think, by the end of this year. Um, so that's just been incredible. Um, we sort of, again, property prices went up. We had a, a, a property that we'd bought for, for a pretty good price at auction that we'd refurbed, that we then managed to sell um, at quite a substantial amount, more than we'd ever planned to sell it for which then gave me a, a big pot of cash to then, you know, put in and, and, and get, get, um, get more property. And, uh, you know, that's an area that I should have been doing more of in the past, but it's only really the last few years or sort of five years, really, that we've done the odd refurb, um, and, and sold it, but we've now started to build a portfolio. So by the end of this year, we've got one more deal to do. We, we will have had, we'll have about two and a half million in our property portfolio, a, a property value just uh, um, and that was, um, and that was literally doing, you know, the whole, none of our money, you know, it just was, it's, it's seen as none of our money because we got on the first few, uh, you know, with, with other people's money. And then we use the money that we made from that to reinvest. So it hasn't actually cost us anything to amass, you know, a, a portfolio of, you know, two and a half million. Um, and we'll, you know, we, we intend to grow that more. So we've been really, really lucky in that respect. The same time we also ran a we started a short let's holiday uh company um about a year before lockdown um that got off the ground pretty quickly we had 20 properties um and initially that was okay but that's taken a hit over you know over time properties either sold or gone back into long-term rentals um, and that's dwindled down to literally having three properties of which one of them is ours which i'm selling um, and um, so it's like that side has, has taken a bit of a hit and we have to kind of decide, is that worth 
know, is it worth pushing back out to do that again? Or do we kind of call it a day on that and let that, that wrap up? So, but I think as I'm talking to you, I'm answering my own questions because I'm like, we had three things going on, two worked, one didn't. Uh, in another scenario, that one might be working, the other one might go down. That's just the whole thing of having multiple, uh, you know, multiple income streams going Definitely. on. Yeah, I, I get. So I should really, really push yeah. out. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You say you answer a lot of your own questions and, and that's just from when we talk about things and that's why it's so good to talk. Um, but yeah, I know what you feel. I've got five different businesses and it sort of ebbs and flows to which one works. And then uh, what, what you know, one of them's, our property investing business has actually gone on the back burner the last year. We've been spending more time on our service accommodation business and then the, my mentoring business. So things tend to ebb and flow in business and they sort of go, go the right way. So I absolutely love that your journey of where you've gone through from that you know from that day where you broke down in the car which I can relate to because I did it walking through my front door I broke down I knew the day the business was going to end and and now to to hear you saying what you have achieved now is just you know it's amazing and that's kind of the purpose of this podcast is to show people that we can go through these really really bad times and actually you know we can we can reset our lives and we can change our lives and you know that's been since what 2012 did you say so 10 years, you know, which is actually a small amount of time, you know, completely turned your life around from being in 300 K's worth of debt to now having the portfolio and the businesses that you do. So what, what would you think was the driving force for you just to not give up on that day to when you broke down and, and you just went, do you know what, I'm going to go back to my job. What, what drove you on to, to keep going? Yeah, it's a good question. And it's not money. Um, I realize it's not money. Um, there's a desire always like to, uh, there's a desire to be successful. You know, I want to, um, we go back even further. Like I, I didn't have a great education. I didn't, um, you know, I, I struggle writing. I, my hand cramps up. I've never been good at writing, um, failed miserably at school. Um, literally left school with, with a couple of GCSEs. One was in dance and one was in drama. The rest had literally failed. Um, I was going to be an a actor at one point, um, but um, <clears throat> so, but I knew that I had uh, ability, and that I was smart and intelligent. I just didn't learn in 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 um, in conventional ways, and I guess that's always put in me a deep desire to try and have to prove to people in other ways that I, ha you know, okay, I can't do this, and I don't don't fall into the conventional education route. Um, but um, but I can you know achieve all these things and uh, yeah so I think that's a real thing it's just like I want you know some of the things with my parents like you know it's kind of like stay around until I can say say I'm really you know really show you that I've I've been successful that I've made something of myself and um, so there's that I, I like you know I like to help people I I I, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy building systems. I enjoy, you know, I do quite a lot. Most of the IT and the, the software systems we built, I've built myself and I've self-taught myself how to do all of that. Um, I get a massive enjoyment, you know, in solving these pro problems. Um, so, yeah, I think there's definitely a now a, a drive. I say it's not money, but we're having the kids and the, the future, you know, the potential future we're heading into, there is... A bit of a gear towards right financial security for them, for my family, 
you know just being able to leave a, a legacy that is that is a part of it but um yeah i don't know actually what drives me a number of things <laughs> that's good no it's, it's great no but a great answer and and i think i see a definite trend in in people that have failed at school because i was the same i failed at school um and at the time i remember my parents being bitterly disappointed my sister was always the academic one who would pass everything and then i came along and i just the, as you say the conventional school didn't work it just I didn't like writing I didn't like reading I didn't like doing all these things and and just didn't like I don't know whether the strictness and I see a lot of other entrepreneurs business owners who have not done so well at school for whatever reasons um you had Gordon Birch one recently he was bullied quite hard through school you know different things that have happened that haven't been the ease but actually that's given us a driving force for the rest of our life and like you say having your parents and just having them being you know stay long enough I want you to show you want to be proud of me they're the things like money yes of course is always going to be a driving force um because we want to create money we want to create safety we want to create time but certainly there is a de definite um comparison i can see in people not doing so well at school or things happening at school that then gives us this driving force forward so um yeah no it's a great answer and and uh, you know I, I love the fact that you have driven on and and created the created the, the, the success that you have um and, and i suppose do you have more time with your children now Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, you know, since starting the business, that was always a priority. The whole, you know, cliche be it every um, sports day, all of that. But um, yeah, I've got two boys, have a great relationship with them, and still now, you know, they're now um, how are they? Nineteen and twenty. Um, they are, um, you know, I still spend a lot of time with them. We go climbing. I keep myself fit and healthy. Um, one of them is a, a big climber, so we do climbing together. Um, so yeah, it's um it's all about trying to do that, and uh, I'm terrible though because I'm still like regret I didn't have a, enough time with them. I talked about the waves are going up and down, so it was all about making time for them. And then when Tom, my eldest son, was eight years old, um, I was working at home, and he said to me, um, "You're always home, but you're never here." I was like, that cuts deep. Oh, that was another <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So it was kind of a like, right, okay, need to, um, and that, that, that's a problem of working from home and more people identify with that now. You don't separate that space. Um, and it was probably around that time that we, um, yeah, made some changes and, and built an office outside and separated. So we had, that's workspace, this is home space. <clears throat> but I'll be honest, now since, yeah, the last few years of lockdown, the whole, that whole thing has blurred back into, you know, working on the dining room table and, um, uh, but we're trying to, as I said, working with my wife, we're trying to set rules and say, right, five o'clock, you know, we reset the room. This is no longer office. That all goes away. You know, you can do some work on the, the sofa if you like on the laptop, but just try and take this space back and, um, and, and not blur the lines. But yeah, so it's a constant journey of, right, okay, I need to correct that, spend more time with them again. Um, yeah, it was very sort of, he's a philosopher, actually. So it's a very profound statement from him. So. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I love, yeah. love that. But must have cut deep. And uh, I, I, I relate to this again. And it is that I, at the beginning of this year, April, May, I was well in my businesses and didn't have any time. But then the last two months, it's given me, I've been able to spend lots of time with the children. And I think things do ebb and flow, don't they? And like you say, it's a constant re 
corrected yourself and you know this podcast is called fail forward because we you know we're always trying to learn from all the different failures and looking back I do it now when I things don't go right and you just got to keep reviewing and looking back right what didn't go right what went right what can we do to review and change and it sounds like you've yeah. got that you've been doing that a lot through through life yeah but um yeah this person in a great position I mean look, both my sons were, were were hit by lockdown they're both doing their a-levels because they're only a school year apart um they're both doing their A-levels when lockdown hit. So my eldest son was literally chucked out and, you know, with a similar situation to me where, you know, didn't have enough coursework and never did the exams. So he just didn't come out with anything. And my other son struggled because he was only, you know, it seemed like he was only at school for three months in two years. But because we've had these other businesses going on, they've been involved in that with the property. You know, we've, we've been able to work with them. You know, we've taken time out of the other business and just like said, right, this property will refurb it. We just do it all ourselves. Let's teach you how to do it. Um, which has been great. So we've been able to give them opportunity and but also spend good quality time with them and then show them the rewards of that. So we just got back from California, had a month in California, and it was like, right, the, the money we've just made on that project has paid for this, you know, and uh, and so it's it's great to be in that position where we can show them you know, from an early age, how to, how to, um, hopefully not make the, you know, not, not, make, not fail like we did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's definitely. Part of the thing. Learn, and, not just learn from our mistakes, but teach them to, to other yeah, people. Definitely. And they'll, they'll make their own mistakes. Right. And they, they, we all do, but you know, you're giving them the tools to, to, to do the best they can. And I think showing them that, you know, them probably them not doing maybe their A levels was, was tough for them, but actually showing them some actual, other projects and ways you can do things is probably hugely valuable to them that they can you know go and use for the rest of their lives now at, at different points yeah yeah i believe so i certainly know my dad brought me up in buying and selling houses he did it the hard way doing it all himself and at the time i was a teenager pushing wheelbarrows around hating life because i wanted to be out of my mates and now i was i didn't go into property till i was well a year ago and I'm 38 um, and as soon as I got into property I started looking at projects and going oh I understand what I've got to do here and even though I hadn't used it for many many years of being in there as a teenager it stayed with me for, for, for all my life so absolutely love that you've done that with, with your boys that's um, that's a really cool thing to do so um, I just wanted to ask what would you what advice would you give somebody or even your former self um, or, or younger, not former self, younger self, who is going, if, if anyone's listening to this and they're going for a really tough time in business or a job like you were, that um, is either overworking, not getting to see their kids or their business is not going so well and they're, and they're, and they're, and tough, they're, they're going through tough times, what would you say to people out there? Um, I think the thing to do, and we sort of touched on it earlier, although you know, my way was a bit more dramatic, um, you, know, you don't need to have a breakdown, but just say, right, I need to, I need some space. I need to, you know, going on holiday is one of the best things you can do. It doesn't have to be a, a, you know, you might be struggling with money, so it doesn't have to be a luxury holiday, but just take, you know, a week out and properly take it out. No emails, no, you know, I um, remember it wasn't such a bad time, but doing something like this, where it was just like, right, I'm getting a, a, a burner phone that only my mum has my number. I'm leaving my phone, my email behind. I'm just taking a week out with this phone. And if there's an emergency, my mum can phone me, <laughs> but but nobody else can. And just like having that complete switch off 
um, which is what I did and my reset. But just like like you said, having that clarity, I'll just take a step away from everything, clear your mind, and then you 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 know you're in a position to make a good decision. You know you, you'll you'll start to see it from the outside. Absolutely love that, and you're 100 percent right. I've got a burner phone, and my PA, my wife, and my mum have got the number. That's it. No one else. And like my PA's like, unless something, unless the unless the one of the businesses like going completely wrong, and you need me, don't contact me. And then when when we go away, you're fully present, and you're not within it, and you see so much other stuff, don't you? You suddenly have those epiphany moments that you had. So that's um that's that's great advice, yeah. Rob. Appreciate that. I think the other thing would be just to say, you know not to be afraid to say right. I've got to stop this. Let's just 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 stop it. It's not working. Let's just stop it. We can do something else. You know, we've got time to do something else. We can just reset and rebuild. And like you said, it's been ten years for me. Just over ten years. Ten years ago, that would seem like oh, it's going to take me ten years to get you know everything right again. Um, but looking back, it's just gone. You know, in a breeze. So just you know, don't be afraid about that. Um, we don't worry how much time it takes to, to 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 get things right again yeah definitely absolutely love that i love that because it it is it's a reset isn't it and i know i traded probably my business maybe a year or two longer than it should have done i should have gave up or stopped two years before and i think there's something really profound about actually saying no I'm 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 not gonna because you always seem similar to me, very positive mindset. I was always wanting to make it work. I can make this work, I can make this work. New problem, I'll solve that, I'll solve that, I'll do this, I'll do this, oh I'll get some money from here, I'll put the house up for rent or whatever, you know, solution we were having. But really the, the biggest solution was just to go, no, draw a line under the sand, let's stop here and let's restart again. Um and and, and then like what you said, being patient as well, because you know, I certainly know that patience is something to be learned and things don't get built overnight. It takes time, doesn't it? Yeah. As I was saying, people underestimate, people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally relate to that. So what's next for you, Rob? What's the plan for the future? So I'm um, just involved in a big project at the moment that... Um, I've been developing a new um, property platform called Open Move, um, which um, I truly believe is going to be the next big thing in property. We're completely revolutionising uh, property, the whole industry, um, uh, basically bringing all parts of the industry together. Uh, the easiest way to put it is that right now it's a very you know state agency lettings, right move, Zoopla. It's all a very closed shop, um, and I want to open that up. The world's moving in different directions. You know, we know that from Airbnb and the Ubers and these kind of things. You know, I, I, I'm now building a, a platform which is sort of ready to launch any day, which is kind of going to bring everyone together. It's called Open Move because it's open, and we're you know we're, we're trying to open up the the network, and that's basically going to be one place where everything can happen. You know, throughout a sale, throughout a letting, solicitors, mortgage companies, chains estate agents, um, uh, people privately selling, people um, privately letting, um, whatever part of the, ind you know, the industry or however you're doing things, it's all, all tied within one, within one platform, um, which basically will, will, will make everybody's lives a lot easier. And I believe open up more, more opportunities for individuals, agents, um, and it's very much built to make the best agents shine. So 
um, rather than being the cheapest agent, if you if you chose to use an agent through it, you the agents are ranked on how successful they are, how you know how well they use the app, how well they respond to viewings and requests and feedback, um, and really will sort of champion those agents and say, you know, this is this is the top agent. They charge X. They might cost you five grand, or you can go to the cheap agent, but they're down there. They're cheap for a reason. It's kind of that. That's that's in a nutshell what it's what it's termed. There's a lot more to it. I try to make it simple, but it's incredibly complex yeah. under the hood. I can relate to that because when we sold our house, we were obviously in financial difficulty, so we went for the cheapest, and we didn't have a great time. We actually ended up selling it on uh, doorsteps or or purple bricks because we were doing the viewings ourselves. But the cheapest isn't always the best, but we were in that zone. So that sounds like a fantastic platform to be able to go, right, I'm going to have someone good come in and sell my house and get that feel of of being able to have we didn't feel have any personal effect the people that are selling our house didn't know the special features of the house and what we'd done it was just someone turning up going here's a house and you're like okay sell it sell it for me you know sell it for your job so um love that so when's have you got a launch date for that sounds exciting um well it's been every friday for the last month so <laughs> any any day now um by the end of by the end of august 22 it will be cool. live well, this um, episode might not be out to then because we, we we've got quite a few ahead so actually if, if you're listening now listeners it might well already be out so um I, what i'll do rob is i'll get um some links from you when it's when it's launched and i can put it in into the show bio so people can go and check it out that'd be great cool um, and what about the franchises and everything like that still go, still pushing on with those Yes, we're still pushing on. We've just taken on, as I say, new offices, a new training space. We're, you know, we're we're massively focusing on training. We've just launched, so we started with the agent option, which is like join us for fifty pound a month, um, and we'll give you everything and and, and share the commission. Um, up to the franchise, which is fifteen thousand plus VAT. Um, we've just built a new. There are people who aren't ready to buy the franchise, but want more than just being an agent. Um, so we've just created a new product, product called Agent Plus. Um, so basically, you can start a franchise for a thousand pounds. You don't get the full franchise. We we'll give you a heightened commission, and we're going to give you an extra ten percent of everything you earn, which goes into a pot to buy the franchise later. So it's a stepping stone. Um, we've literally just launched that. In fact, we're just t- testing the waters with that. We've got a couple of people gone on to that. We've got many of our agents who are like, yes, you know, that's where I want to be. So, um, so I'm quite excited about that. That's we we're about 28 franchises right right now. We've got over 100 independent agents out there, uh, but our target is to get to 100 franchises. Um, that was the target within three years before lockdown hit. That's kind of now our two-year target: get to 100 franchises. That's kind of the key number that kind of makes everything work for, for all of us. Um, so, um, so that's the plan. And yeah, we're keen that this agent plus sort of pay as you profit. Um, model is going to be the is, is something unique in the franchising industry to sort of get you know because there's great people out there who haven't got fifteen thousand pounds to yeah. to put down so that's um, Bridge, yeah. bridging the gap yeah that's where we're going with that and then some more property projects in the pipeline yes yeah, so we've got uh, well, we've got two we're um, just bought one um, which we're we're in the middle of refurbing in fact my son's up there now um, tearing out the kitchen. Um, <laughs> Love that. And uh, I've got my brother involved with that, which is great because he's just come back from overseas. Um, and we've got another one. We're actually buying another one next door. We refurb the other one next door. So this is our Monopoly Street and we're buying them all up. Um, and um, 
yeah, it's about to buy another large property, which is two properties combined with about three acres on. And um, yeah, poignant moment, talking about failing forward within that property, I already own some land, um, which I've been trying to get planning permission for for five years. And just before we, we came on, um, I got notice from the appeal, which was the final step to say that it's a no. So it's like, <laughs> so, but it's like, do you know what? We move on, we fail forward, what's next? Okay, I'm kind of like, well, at least I haven't got to worry about building a house now. Yeah, I love that, love that positive attitude. Yeah, so, um, yes. Cool, so one question. Do you think, because you've just told us all these great things that you're doing, the success that you're having, which is amazing. Do you think you'd be where you are now if you hadn't gone through that really bad moment of failure and stuff like that? you know, that, that difficult time? No, definitely not. You know, you need those moments. You need those moments to reflect on. Um, you know, I'm lucky to have that because there are people who, like you say, you carried on for longer than you should have. Um, and there was a point where I was like, I could just carry on. I could, I could keep doing this. I could make it work. But I'd still be where I was 10 years ago. I'd still be struggling because I just, you know, you can be persistent in the wrong way sometimes and, you, and, and there are people who persisted their whole lives with something that's failing and they're just getting by on so actually failing having that moment having that breakdown having that epiphany is is responsible for where i am now um so I never regret anything you know those first three years that failed that was a university education um uh and um yeah and I always draw back on that. I always look back on those moments. <clears throat> it's like, right, that, you know, you can, when you see it possibly have it happening, when you see the, you know, where we are with the economy now, and you think, what what steps did I take around then to correct that, or what steps did I not take where it failed? <clears throat> what should I have done to immunise myself against, um, yeah, a potential property crash or um, just a, another recession? So yeah, you definitely. I definitely wouldn't be there. You definitely need to need to have these failures. Um, and yeah, as I said earlier, you know, it's great to teach people about them, but you need to have them yourself because you never really learn unless you fail yourself. Definitely. Yeah, it's that failing forward, that learning. And we were talking about drive earlier. Do you think the failure pushed your drive on further? Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> because, you know, I said about the success thing. So it's like, um, you know, parents and family and friends, you know, they all knew that I failed. So it's like, and then have to prove even more <laughs> that, um, you know, that it all worked out. And um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Because when I failed, it seemed to turbocharge my failure. I was like a wounded bear for a few months, had my, couldn't get, get my head out my ass and just felt really down. And then suddenly I was like, right, no, I need to prove everyone wrong even more. So definitely, yeah. definitely. Does I was having on. a... Um, uh, a discussion, a heated discussion with a friend of mine just a couple of days ago that um, that it wasn't a great thing to be content. Where, when I feel content, I stop driving forward. So it's actually, it's, it's good to have a little bit of pain. Um, I was actually trying to keep my business quite lean. So I sort of take as much money out as possible um, so that when it comes to paying the bills, I'm kind of like, Oh, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. we're only just going to be able to do this. We need to, you know, we need yeah. to do more. So, um, yeah, 
yeah. a little bit of failure, a little bit of pain is is good for you to to push you forward. Um, he was arguing, no, it's great. You should just be content and happy with with what you've got. But um, that's what makes the difference between people who create amazing businesses and products and people who don't. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you're in your comfort zone, and you're content. That's dangerous, isn't it? And and that's and and that's where like getting out of that comfort zone and and pushing yourself and like you say you know sometimes having the bank balance lower like now all all my life everything's in my wife's name still I still have nothing so I'm always pushing on you know I don't have anything it's it's Sarah's got it all so um, I can completely relate to that and one of the sayings I love is is what got you here today might not necessarily where you get you to where you want to go and um, I love that because it means you've always got to be pushing on and not being content not being in your comfort zone so yeah absolutely. Love that and relate to that completely cool it's been amazing having you on rob um i think we're coming to the end of the time now um i knew when we we met and you told me a bit about your story that this would fit perfectly for the fail forward audience and, and what this podcast stands for is there any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to say to our listeners um anything i would like to say just um if you if you have you know if you're you're in a position right now where you're employed or stuck in somewhere you don't want to be don't worry about failing uh be willing to take the risk um it's the best thing i ever did in my life i would never go back despite everything that we've talked about has happened if you're not happy where you are if you've got desire to be somewhere then just just do it because um there's always time to reset you might lose everything i always remember this no one can ever take away from you what you've learned. Um, no one can take your skill. They might take your money. They might take your house, uh, but they can't take away you. So just just bear that in mind. Be willing to lose it all because you can just start again. Absolutely love that. And that's why that saying, there's no better investment than investing in yourself and your own self-development is, is amazing. So thank you so much. Those were words of wisdom. Thanks for being here, Rob. Right. Really appreciate it. And this is the end of this podcast fail for podcast i'll see you all next time thanks all